these two guys came in masked and stole the turtles. <laughs> they just stole them out of the aquarium. At one point, one of them had um, a coworker of mine that they grabbed her as like their hostage <laughs> as the other guy got the turtles out um, and they let her go and they just ran out and the turtles, the turtles are never seen again. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the What's That Job Like podcast. My name is Jameson, and I created this show to help you find a job that you love. Let's be honest. It's really hard to do proper career research when employers sugarcoat their job postings and the internet is full of outdated and insufficient information. I've come to the conclusion that the best way to learn what a career is actually like day in, day out, is to have an honest conversation with real people who are currently in that job. So that's what we do here. I interview several people a week, and I ask them all about their careers. All the stuff that you actually want to know that will actually help you in your real life. So today, I have with me Meredith, who is not only a former co-worker of mine, but she also just so happens to be my sister-in-law. She married my brother. So, <laughs> Meredith, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just dive right in here. Starting off, can you tell me your official job title and then just kind of a simple, broad overview, you know, 10,000 foot view of what you do. And then we'll dive into the specifics more as we get into it. Sure. So I have a pretty unique job right now, as far as libraries go. I am actually a public information officer for the city of Grand Prairie, specifically for their public library. So what I do is the marketing for the library. I do a lot of their print marketing and their social media accounts and things like that. Awesome. That sounds really interesting. So how did you get started in all of that? How does somebody become a public information officer? Well, I definitely didn't set out thinking I wanted to be a public information officer. Uh, when I was a lot younger, I just kind of always thought that working at a library would be really fun. I always liked libraries. And so I actually applied for a part-time job when I was 18 and I worked at a library part-time for a couple of years. And I left um, after a while and I was doing college, getting my degree. And then I ended up deciding, you know, I actually really liked working at the library. I wonder if they have anything full-time open. I ended up going back to that same library, applied and got a full-time position. Um, and I just really enjoy the environment of being in a library. I actually left again at one point and worked in private sector. And I was like, you know what? I actually thought that was really fun. So I ended up applying for a different type of full-time job at a different library. And that's where I am now. Good. Well, let's just kind of follow that thread a little bit. Why, why do you like working in a library so much? What's the appeal? I think, well, part of it is just that it's not, it's not like an office, right? Where everyone's kind of in a cubicle and there's just that, it doesn't have that office feel to it. I think the way that like a big corporate building does, you know, you come into a library, come to a library every day. So you just kind of get there and you're walking through shelves of books and, you know, there's a couple offices, maybe in one corner of the library and then some in the other corner and you're kind of just around and it's a lot more, um, it's more aesthetically pleasing in that way, you know, yeah. like this. It's really fun just to kind of get to go to a library every day rather than just an office building. Yeah. Um, and then just also the fact that you kind of have this job that's got both an office element to it, but also a public element to it because, you know, you're helping the public. So you get to be out on a desk often and help um, patrons that are coming into the library, which you don't ever get to do in an office building, generally, unless maybe you're a receptionist. But 
Um, so that factor too, it I actually think is really fun. It kind of makes the job different every single day. You're kind of meeting interesting people and, but you also can, you know, it's not just that. So it's also different from a, a maybe a front desk job where, or a, a restaurant job where a lot of the time you are back at your desk. So there's kind of like, you kind of get a little bit of both worlds where you both have a little bit of the office feeling, but also a little bit of the customer service at the same time. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's so helpful to know, like just offhand what people like about the job to begin with, you know, and it sounds like the environment is really important to you. And I can speak actually with a little bit of experience. I loved working in a library and it was for similar reasons, you know, working with the public and it wasn't so much about going into an office every day where the profit was the, the main motivator and you, you got to kind of just be there as, as a service to people. And I know I loved that as far as, as far as my role was concerned, but uh, it sounds like we had some similarities there. So you mentioned a little bit that you had worked part-time at a library before, and then you went off and uh, had some other jobs and did school. Can you kind of dive into that just a little bit more so that people can kind of see what the trajectory might be for somebody and who wants to be in doing what you're doing, I guess, and also like how they can do the same thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I definitely think that having the part-time job was very significant for me getting into libraries in the first place. Yeah. I, um, to be qualified to be chosen for the full-time position I got later was mostly because I had worked at a library before and for that particular, I already knew those people. So they knew who I was. I got started that way. I don't know that I would have, I mean, I'm pretty much positive. I would not have gotten that position if I had not had the part-time position previously. Right. So that I really do think it's helpful. I do think that anyone who wants to work in libraries, probably the best first step is just to try to get a part-time job first, um, just so you can have that prior experience. Cause I think that that's really significant. And I, you know, I worked part-time for about two years and left for, a, I don't know, it was about a year or two years, I think. And I was doing different internships and stuff while I was finishing up college. And Um, So I still had stayed pretty much in contact with the people I'd worked at the library before. And Mm -hmm. so I emailed them and I was like, Hey, I saw that y'all have these full-time positions open. Is this something, you know, that y'all think I could do? Cause by that point I now had my bachelor's degree. And even though it didn't have to be a library bachelor's degree, it, um, it is really helpful to have at least a degree to get a full-time position at a library. So they were like, well, yeah, now that you're about to finish your bachelor's, um, I think that you could probably do this job. And so then they had me come in for an interview and that's kind of how that worked out. Awesome. Yeah. So you actually jumped right into what my next question was going to be, which was you didn't actually get your master's of library science in order to get the job that you're currently in. Is that pretty typical, do you think? Or do you think that most people working full-time in a library need that degree? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, I don't have a master's degree at all. Library science is not a bachelor's degree. It's only a master's degree. So if you want a degree in in libraries, it would have to be that master's degree. Mm -hmm. And actually a lot of people that work at libraries don't have a master's in library science. I think a pretty common misconception is that if you work at a library, you're a librarian. Well, that's really not true. I actually think a lot of the employees that work at libraries um, are not librarians. To be a librarian is when you have the master's in library science, which is a degree where you learn like about preserving books and managing information and collecting information and research and stuff like that. 
I don't know anything about any of that. And um, I didn't need any of that, honestly, for either of the full-time positions that I've had at libraries, which are both very different. And I know that at, it definitely can help. And it, you know, if they're having a hard time deciding between two people and one has an MLS and one doesn't, that's probably going to give that person a pretty significant upper hand. Right. Right. But it's definitely not required. I mean, in both libraries that I've worked at, there were several full-time employees that didn't have an MLS. I do think it would 100% be required if you're wanting to be um, a manager or a library director or anything like that. I mean, there's probably some exceptions to that, but I would think in general, if you want to get high up at a library, you definitely should get your master's in library science. Good. That's good to know. So do you think a bachelor's degree would be a requirement for somebody to have a full-time position? At this point, I would say for most libraries, yes. Most libraries, um, yeah. I have not seen much. I mean, there's maybe a couple here and there where it was just like someone had worked there part-time for a long time. So gotcha. they were just very familiar with the library already. And so people really liked them and they were like, hey, you could probably work full-time. I mean, there's, there's a couple maybe just one or so full-time employees right now that I don't think have their bachelor's degree yet, but they were part-time for quite a while first. Um, so like I said, really the best thing you can do is just definitely get that part-time degree in because that really does help help a ton if you just, you know, know people, obviously that helps a lot. So no, it's not required required, but I, I would think you'd have kind of a hard time in most scenarios getting a full-time job without any degree at all. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really helpful. So Let's dive in a little bit more into like the actual specifics of like a day-to-day job duties, tasks, responsibilities, and really go as detailed as you want to, because this is kind of the meat of the show. I want people who are potentially interested in working in a library to know like what kind of tasks do you work on and like walk us through that. And then we'll also go into potentially some other library roles after we answer kind of more what your role specifically is. So can you just kind of walk us through a typical day? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and kind of give you a, a little bit of information for both of the full-time jobs that I've had. They're both been pretty different, honestly. Um, that's one kind of cool things about libraries is that there's a lot of very different types of positions and a lot of them are really not even similar to the other one, but there's a lot of different things you can do working in libraries. So uh, at the first full-time job I had, I was a programmer which means I would plan a lot of events that would we would have in the library. Okay. Um, a lot of people think that libraries are for just getting books and movies and getting on the computer, but actually they do a whole lot of stuff with the community. And so they'll have, you know, things like computer classes, ESL classes, GED classes for adults and, you know, toddler time, story time, baby yoga or whatever, really just anything you can think of. Libraries do a lot of stuff like that to try and engage the community and have just a really great place for people to come and, and be involved and meet people. So at that job, I would, you know, try and get a lot of just different ideas that I would have to just for me specifically, I was the adult programmer. So that I would just try and think of things that um, adults might be interested in doing, whether they were parents or single adults or, you know, whichever, older, retired, however it works. So, you know, we would have book clubs and we'd have um, movies that we would show on weekends and things like that. And so really it would just be kind of the cool thing about that job is you just kind of can do whatever you want. I mean, you just kind of brainstorm like what, 
what do I want? And I just remember thinking like, I don't, I like games. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to do a game night. And so I started advertising the game night and then I just went out and um, got a bunch of board games. And I told people you can bring your own and we set up the tables and we had advertised it for this specific day. And then people came that day and I was there and I kind of facilitated that. And I just helped game night get, get working, you know? And so that, that was kind of the event programming part of it. Um, some of the events would be bigger and would take a lot more planning. We have kind of like festival type events, you know, where you get all the different pieces together, like bounce houses and food and all those things. And so I, for those events, I was actually the person who would have to coordinate all that. So I would have to, you know, do the pricing and find where it's the cheapest bounce house or, you know, what's someone who could come and do the music and do live music and, you know, find those people. And that was kind of what the programming part of it was. Other than programming though, which is how most libraries are, is you would have time on the desk. So the desk is just like, out in the library, whether it's kind of the front desk or it's kind uh-huh. of the information desk where people come and just get help, or you might be working in a computer center and helping people figure out how to print things. And so in most libraries, except maybe really big libraries where people are pretty specialized, most employees are going to have at least a little bit of time throughout the week where they are sitting on the desk and they're helping people. Yeah. So um, at the job I have now, I have maybe an hour a day. So not too much. Um, at the job I've had previously, it was a, almost half my day, about four hours a day that I would be on the desk helping people. So I'm sure that probably just varies based on how many employees the library has, you know, how many people they have on rotation set to do that. So that's a big part, I think, of probably a lot of libraries is just helping the public with whatever they need. So, you know, you'll learn how to work the library system and help people find books that they're looking for, help people figure out how to do this, how to use, you know, the app. Um, By app, I mean, like how to figure out how to get online ebooks or audiobooks and things like that. So there's a lot of time that you spend on the desk, but I say it does depend on the library. And so, like I said, with my job now, I don't have that much time on the library. So with my job now, a lot of what I do is spend a lot of time in Adobe InDesign, Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop, which is um, something that I did learn in college. That was part of my degree. I had a graphic um, communication associate's degree, as well as my communication and bachelor's degree. So uh, that's a lot of what I do is I make a lot of the print materials and I spend a lot of time on Facebook and Instagram and respond to messages and comments and make Facebook events and, you know, do Facebook promotions and, and things like that. So that's a part of it. The thing is, there's a lot of other just random things that you will probably do in a library job. Like Mm -hmm. I do our promotional giveaways. So I order lots of little things to give people like little, you know, library branded bags, library branded flashlights, whatever. And then, you know, we'll take them to outreach, outreach events and we'll sit at tables and we'll talk to people and say, Hey, come to the library. Look at all this cool stuff we have going on. Or you might be helping with the collection, which I did at my last job, which is you help order things for um, the library collection, meaning the, what books we have. So you might be ordering, um, you know, say you have a certain section, I you order urban fiction. Okay, so you're going to spend time looking at what's coming out, making sure that those books get ordered, you know, making sure that this book that no one ever read gets removed off the shelf and thrown away because we don't need it taking up space. So right. there's a really big variety of things that you can do. Um, I think probably just depends on how many employees the library has that would determine how many different responsibilities each employee might have to take care of. Gotcha. And just to give us an idea, 
roughly how many employees work in the library you're in? Because you said you're in a pretty specialized role, but you have some time on the desk. Do you have an idea of how many employees are at your library? Yeah, I think we have about 50 employees. Okay. So I would consider that a pretty big library then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's decently big. I mean, it, it just depends on what you compare it to. You know, I think Dallas library has got 300 something, you know, so right. it just depends on, on what you're comparing yourself to. But yeah, we have three different branches and we have about 50 employees in the, in the city of Grand Prairie where I work right now. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so you said you spend in your current role, maybe an hour a day on the desk, like doing traditional, like information desk, helping the public find either books or programs or really any other general information they may need. And then the rest of the time, you're mostly like working on projects related to marketing and uh, like social media and responding to that, as well as just kind of random odd jobs that come across your desk. Do you feel like your job is pretty autonomous or is it very collaborative where you're constantly needing to jump through bureaucracy and red tape and work with a bunch of different people and get like meeting after meeting, or is it pretty much, nope, Meredith's the expert. She just kind of does her thing. Right. Yeah. No, in my particular job right now, I would say it's very autonomous because I'm the only person in my particular role at my job. I mean, no one, no one else is really doing what I'm doing. So when it comes to like our quarterly guide that has all of our upcoming information, like I'm just doing that pretty much all by myself. And it's not like, and I pretty much set my own due dates and my own, like, okay, I need to make sure I have it done by this time so that we have the guide printed out by the end of the quarter so we have it ready to go. And that's pretty much all up to me to decide how quickly it needs to get done and when it needs to be done. I mean, people will come to me and say, hey, this particular event, you know, isn't getting a lot of traction. Could we promote it? And I'll be like, sure. So, I mean, it is collaborative because we're all working together, but because I'm the only person that's doing what I'm doing, I pretty much can do it on on my own terms and do it whenever I have the time to get it done. Gotcha. Can you just give me like maybe 30 seconds describing, like you said, Adobe, um, all the different programs that you use and you learned that in school. Can you just talk around that, like the specific skill sets? And do you think that those are very helpful skill sets for somebody to have? Or if is that just pretty niche to your particular role? Yeah, I think it's it's helpful depending on what you want to do. I mean, actually, at uh, both libraries I've worked at, they've had somebody who knows Adobe Creative Suite. At the last library that I wasn't that person, there was someone else who would do all the Photoshop and design stuff. Um, but I do think that for my particular job, if I had not had the knowledge in those programs that I do, I don't think I would have been considered for this role. Um, I think, you know, like, like most things, you know, you have to have somebody who can make the print marketing materials and Adobe Creative Suite is just kind of the most commonly used one is just kind of the one that most, especially cities, I mean, cities are going to generally have the most standard technology, just the way cities go. And so most cities use Photoshop and InDesign to a certain extent. And for print materials, InDesign especially, is just one that people are almost always going to use. It's kind of the, um, the most, what's the best way to say it? It's just a really good publishing tool. Right. It's kind of creative, you know, it's, it's Adobe Creative Suite's publisher, you know, and so it's just to use a whole lot for if you're going to do something like make a booklet or a, a, brochure, a brochure program or anything like that. I think most libraries are going to want something like that. So if you're interested in that position, um, and I think most libraries will have a position similar to that, if not exactly the same, then I would think that definitely learning those programs would be really helpful. Good. What skill set do you think would be the most important for somebody who's like, I just want to work in a library. I want to be in that environment. I love the library. 
that's where I want my career to be, but I don't know what skills are the most important or qualifications. Like how do I set myself apart? What would you say would be the most important things for somebody who really wants that job? Right. I think honestly, first and foremost, if you're not talking about an MLS, the first thing you can really do is just get the part-time job and just get get in there, you so know, get your foot in the door, get the position, Yeah, get the position. Because when it comes to what bachelor's degree, I don't know that it really matters that much. I mean, you probably could, you know, go for something general and, you know, marketing communication, if you want something like that, or you could do just like an English degree and just show that you really like, like literature and, and care about that kind of stuff. But there's not necessarily a bachelor's degree that's like, this is what you need to work at a library. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I mean, the MLS definitely is what you want to go for. But as far as just the, the first step to get into a library, I don't know that there is a certain degree that's like, this is the one you need. I would think the first thing you want to do is just try and get an internship or a part-time job at a library to just kind of get the experience on your resume, because that's what's probably going to help you the most as far as anything that will help you get the job before you move on to the MLS step. Gotcha. Yeah, I I would concur with that just from the bit of time that I spent in libraries. And I know that a lot of people want to work in a library. And so it can be a little bit competitive. And I do think from my experience, they've prioritized people with experience. So yeah, whatever you can do to get your foot in the door is absolutely, I think the whole key. So do you have any, it's okay if you don't, but do you have any tips on how to land that first part-time job? Like, cause it sounds like that might be step one. Um, or that yeah. internship? I mean, I had a pretty easy go of it. It just worked out pretty easily for me. I, I know that for me, I went I went into the library and introduced myself and said hi, because, you know, these city jobs get a lot of applications Yep. Um, because they generally pay pretty well for part-time. And so a lot of people are going to apply for it. And so yes. I think that me going in and saying, hey, this is me, I just applied. I think that's definitely what helped me get that job. Yep. Um, the good thing is, is these jobs they don't necessarily have high turnover, but there's a lot of part-time jobs at a lot of libraries. And so it's not too rare to see an opening for a part-time job at a library. So if you don't get one, you know, go find another one and play again, you know, and just keep trying. I think, especially if you, you know, you do what you can to either, you know, send a personalized email if you can, or go in and introduce yourself. You keep doing that over and over again. I, I, I feel like you're, you have a pretty good shot of eventually getting in, you know, just don't give up after one try, because like I said, a right. lot of people are going to apply, but fortunately there's a decent amount of those jobs out there. And so if you keep trying, I would think you would get one eventually. You know? Yeah. So what jobs are out there for a library? You've said you've been a programmer or so like a library coordinator, and mm-hmm. now you're doing like marketing, social media, Adobe, and, and you're working in a library with about 50 people. What other roles are out there? And can you kind of just give a general overview, maybe even of the structure of, a, of what a city library looks like so that people that are like, oh, I didn't even know that a library could have 50 positions, like just that they have an idea of like what else is out there, maybe like a brief overview of what their job is. Yeah. So at the top, obviously, you always have some kind of library director, and then you'll Mm -hmm. have kind of an admin department, which you'll have, you know, different managers who just kind of run day-to-day things. You'll have the person who does all of the finance, you know, so all the different receipts and things that are purchased, um, whether it be, you know, materials for programs or 
different office supplies or whatever, there's got to be someone who can manage all of those purchase orders and get all of those things through all the different invoices for all the different programs. So that's kind of the admin department, the library director just kind of oversees everything. They'll kind of make, mm-hmm. you know, big picture decisions and, you know, be in charge of all the other employees. Um, other than that, so there's the circulation department, which is kind of probably what people think of actually mostly when they think of a library. It's the department that does they deal a lot with, you know, the books and the library cards. They get people their library cards. They take care of library fines. They check people in. They check people out. And then the, the circulation manager will be over those people, make sure those people are scheduled and make sure that all the books are being returned on time, fines are being taken care of, et cetera, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There is the tech department, which every library will have a tech department, which is the people who do all of the processing. So they might be the people who order all of the books. And then once the books get in, they have to get them processed into the system. And you have to, um, that, that job in particular, I think if you like kind of more, um, not not creative, but just kind of more like, I'm, I'm going to input a lot of information and like, I need to just, you know, kind of be more behind the scenes and, and do less. That's like very structured and kind of yeah, introverted a of, more, a lot of more structure to it. Yeah. And if you just kind of like dealing with books and you just kind of want to be by yourself dealing with books, I would think the tech department and tech processing would probably be a great department because that's basically what you're doing is you're just working with the books, you're processing the books, you're selecting books and you're um, spending a lot of time getting that done. Um, yes, the programming department is another one, which depending on the library, you may only have, you know, four, you might have more the library have right now, we have a lot of programs that so we have, I think, like 10 people in the programming department. And, you know, so in, in that department, you'll have people who, like I said, just do all the different programs. And I talked about that a little bit earlier, yeah. but then there's just usually some for each age group, you know, there's the adult programmer, the teen programmer, the children's programmers, there's all those different people. Um, and then you also just have the different groups in the library so you'll have like a children's librarian which is the person who manages specifically the children's department um and then their employees that they have depending on how many employees they have you know you have just the adult services librarian who's just kind of the person who manages the the general collection and like all those different things and their their employees you have maybe an it employee someone who works in just specifically more the computer department because a very big service that libraries provide is the computers so you have to make sure that the computers are there and working and all of that is going smoothly Um, So that's probably the main ones. I mean, obviously, depending on the library, there's going to be a lot more departments. So like I said, if you go really big like Dallas, they've got a lot of different branches, but those are probably the general ones that you'll find it. At every library. Yeah, I think you're right. From the from the little bits of you know the library that we both worked in, those departments coincided with what we did. I would also imagine that smaller, like maybe even county libraries, probably wearing more hats. You know, fewer employees, and you're probably uh, doing a little bit more. But at the same time, the libraries may not offer quite as many services. So I oh, would yeah, imagine definitely. that. I yeah. know, like like if you want to be a school librarian, for example, like a school right. librarian for like an elementary school, you're the only person that works libraries. Exactly. So you do everything. You do the tech and the circulation and the and the collective the collecting and all that stuff so yeah it definitely depends on how big the library is gotcha awesome okay so kind of pivoting just a little bit and this may be more of a personal question but um you don't have i'm not asking for your particular compensation but just for a general overview what would somebody who's coming into working in a library expect maybe to make compensation wise at the start of their career middle of their career, later on in their career? What does that look like from what you've seen? Yes, a good question. I think 
you know, I'm just real quick, part-time people I would assume would make probably anywhere from 12-ish to $16 an hour, depending Mm -hmm. on the library, that would be my guess. Yeah. Um, When it comes to full-time, you know, it it does vary quite a bit depending on which full-time job you get. I know some full-time jobs that start in around 30,000, so pretty low, Mm -hmm. Um, but it can get, I would say the standard full-time is probably around 40, just when you're starting, you know, at least for right now. Um, It definitely can get higher if you have a more specialized job, it can start closer to, you know, to 50, 55. And then, you know, the interesting thing about um, working in libraries, almost always you're going to be working for a city government. And uh, I will say one thing about city governments is there's not generally a lot of of raises. That's not necessarily something that happens very often. So the better way to get a raise would be to get a promotion. So it's just depending on how you get that promotion. I would think that higher manager jobs probably do get paid closer to 60 or maybe 70, but Mm -hmm. you're not ever probably looking at like a really big salary if you're going to work at a library, unless perhaps, you know, like are a library director for a big library like Dallas. I would think yeah. most of the time you're not going to have, you know, any kind of six digit salary at a library. So I would say anywhere from, you might start at 30 or 40 and then get up to 60, 70 ish. I suppose it depends on how big the city is though. It really just depends on how big their budget is. There might be some where you can get more like 80 if you're high up. Yeah. So, and the opportunities for advancement, it seems like from my perspective that you kind of get into the position and tend to stay in that position until something else opens up, which sometimes there's not a lot of openings because people tend to uh, like to stay in the role that they're comfortable in. Do you feel like that's true or what's your perspective on that? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that is true. I mean, the library that I worked at first, I don't know how long I would have had to work there to ever get a raise because I don't know when anybody would have left. So the easiest way for me to get a raise was to just go to a different library and apply for a higher position or just a different, not really higher, but different position. Um, And so I think the libraries is maybe an industry where definitely if you want to raise, it's more just getting a different job. Um, It it could, like I said, it could happen at the library and I do think that they promote internally a lot. Yes. which definitely happens a lot. They often will only even open positions to people that already work at the library. So it does happen, but it, like you say, it just depends. It's the good thing about libraries is that it's difficult to get fired. And so <laughs> I guess it's yeah. a good and a bad thing. Um, so, you know, someone can be in their position for a really long time. And so there's a lot of really good job security there. And so people will choose to stay for a really long time there's often a good retirement package and so there's a lot of incentive to stay for you know 20 30 years so it just depends on the library um i I would say that the promotional opportunities that are going to be higher don't don't open extremely often right so we've talked about some of the things that you love about the job that you really enjoy let's kind of turn the other page and see, uh, to use a library term, let's see what challenges do you face? Or you could even describe it as like, what, what does a bad day look like at the library? Right. Well, obviously, you know, anytime you're working with people, that's always a good and a bad thing, because sometimes you deal with people who are very rude or very, very difficult to work with. Um, so that's definitely one con that can happen. I, I think it's a, both a big pro and a con to work with the public. Um, but I definitely know some people, you know, consider it maybe more of a con because you are having to deal with people and help them. And sometimes people are, are not easy to be helped. And so that can be a con um, or they can just be, like I said, very rude. I mean, the 
thing about libraries is that it's a free public service. Yes. So you can get some very interesting people in there and often they're not very nice and they don't necessarily have to be because they're not paying. And so you can yeah. kind of deal with some really difficult customers. So I'd say that's that's a, a negative, at least it can be a negative thing. Um, another thing, at least for me, it depends on kind of what you're interested in. It's not it's sometimes a little bit slow paced. So sometimes things can just get really slow. And it's like, I don't, I don't always have just a ton to do. And I think that that's fairly common. I've talked to a lot of people <laughs> that have that same experience at the library of both jobs I've worked at. It's like, well, there isn't necessarily 40 hours of work to do, but we still have to be here 40 hours a week. There's not necessarily much opportunity for working from home at libraries, just because like I said, it's government. Government typically just wants you to be there, you know, whether you're yep. busy or not. Show up. They want you to be there. Yeah, and their, their high priority isn't always that you're busy. That's just not necessarily the way governments work. <laughs> and so sometimes it's just kind of boring. It can be boring. Um, if there's not a lot going on, just like, look, I'm, I wish I was home. I can't, I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do all day. But I think that's probably the main thing. I mean, when I'm busy and I'm having a good time, especially if the people I'm helping are kind people, um, it's really a very enjoyable job. So I think those are probably the two most common complaints I would think of. Um, then obviously always just difficult, you know, coworkers and things, but that's every job. I, I would say, you know, like I said, that it's difficult to get fired. So there can be drama sometimes with that, you know, because you can have people where it's like this person at any other job would probably not still be here, but there's just nothing you can do about it. But sometimes <laughs> you have employees that are just not going to be very good at their job and you might have to compensate for other people a lot. And it's not, there's not much you can do about it, except just, just do it for them. Yep. So what are some common misconceptions about working in a library? Yeah, so I think I mentioned earlier that definitely a lot of people think that you're a librarian if you work at a library. And like I yep. said, most people, not not most, but a lot of people are not. Um, another misconception is that, you know, everything is just, you spend a lot of time with books. That's, that's just not true. I never touch a book at my job. I don't even see the books. And like I said, some people do more than others. The tech processing department definitely touches books and, and, and manages the books. <laughs> they get to but, touch the books, but yeah. not you. <laughs> I, mean, I really don't. I don't ever even touch the books. I mean, unless I happen to be checking one out for myself personally, I don't even look at the books. I mean, I really don't, unless I'm you know, if I'm, if I'm out on the desk and I'm helping people, there's generally always going to be some times that you're helping someone find a book if you're someone who's on the desk. But for a lot of positions, especially if you're kind of more on the programming community engagement side of things, there isn't any touching of the books. And I mean, honestly, I feel like I shouldn't keep saying touching the books. <laughs> there, there isn't any working. With no, we're keeping books. that in. <laughs> yeah, really. oh, man. oh my god um, but um the cool thing about libraries is that they actually are really adding a lot of things that you wouldn't think a library would have like our library recently we just got a social worker um which you know not hmm. a library not a lot of libraries necessarily have that but that's kind of a growing thing so you know our social worker um you know she doesn't she also doesn't work with the books at all she works with just people but it's just so we have that free social worker service. Yeah. So there's a lot of services that libraries provide. I think that people just don't know they provide, you know, we do, you know, test proctoring, you know, things like that, that people maybe wouldn't think of. We have notary services. Some libraries have notary services. So I think that's something that is a misconception. People think it's just, you know, getting people library cards and yes. checking out books. 
when actually only a very few people do that in a library and a lot of people that work at a library don't do any of that stuff ever. Yeah, and to build on that, you you kind of touched on the misconception that always comes to my mind about libraries. When I used to work in one, people would always say, oh, wow, libraries are still around. Like they won't be here in 10 years. And I think you just gave a, a great example of how many different services the library actually offers. And people think that the internet um, has maybe made libraries obsolete. And I think nothing could be further from the truth. I think libraries do more now than they did 20 years ago. I don't see that going away for a long, long time. So I would imagine that anybody who's looking to go into the field, you actually have opportunity. It may be competitive to get the job, but the library is not going to go away. You know, they're not shutting down libraries. They're funded by, you know, city taxes. And uh, it's, a, it's an essential service for a lot of cities and a lot of people. And uh, so anyway, just to kind of add my two cents to that. So put yourself in the shoes of somebody that's potentially interested in working in a library. I want you to tell me why they would not enjoy working in a library. So if I can be convinced that it's not a good fit for me, I want you to do that steer away the people that should not be working in a library by telling them the things that they would need to know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Um, I would say really technical people should probably avoid it <laughs> because even the tech processing department, it's not anything very complex. So if you enjoy anything like with complex software or um, any kind of like math type brain there's nothing like that in libraries at all it's never super challenging i don't think in yeah. like that kind of thinking way i mean that's probably one of, maybe i could have mentioned that earlier with things i don't like sometimes it doesn't always feel very challenging just on an, yeah. on an intellectual level right you don't always there's nothing always very difficult about the library so if you're someone who really enjoys a challenge or really enjoys using your brain there won't be too much for your brain to do at a library. I mean, it's, hmm. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, I don't know that I want to, it's not that it's easy, you know, because you're working, you can be working with people or, or trying to be creative and coming up with ideas, but a lot of it's pretty standard and pretty routine. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you want to try and do something where you're thinking about, you know, complex solutions or, you know, all this, you know, creative next level stuff, that that's not really going to come up much at a library. I don't think, you know, a lot of things are going to stay the same. I would say probably the programming department is going to be the most creative because you're always trying to think of new programs. But other than that, especially if you're in tech or in circulation, things are pretty much just going to stay the way they are. Um, a few policies might change here and there, but your day-to-day -day work is not going to get more difficult or more challenging. It might, in a sense, if there isn't a ton of promotion, it might start to feel like, Oh, I'm bored. You know, you might start yeah. to feel like I, I want more. And there's so more somebody who's easily bored and needs a challenge in order to stay engaged, uh, library may not be the best fit for them. Yeah, I don't think so. I would think that that would, that's definitely the first answer that came to mind. Yeah. So opposite question. I'm somebody who's interested in working in a library. Tell me why I would love working in a library. Definitely, if you are an empathetic person, it's good because you're definitely working a lot with people who need empathy. You're going to get people who, I mean, you you are going to work with the homeless probably at certain points, you know, whether you're making programs for homeless people or not. I mean, it's all free. So you're going to get people who don't have money that come to the library for things that otherwise they can maybe pay for, you know, if they wanted a higher quality thing, they're going to come to the library because they need something free. They have no money. So if you're the kind of person that wants to be kind of involved just in the community on that level, um, you want to kind of see people and help people 
a lot of people who I think are pretty compassionate people get involved in the library because that's really what libraries do is they kind of give services to people who cannot get that service anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. I would back that 100%. That's, I think the people that really thrive in a library are not just book bookie people that want to sit and read all day. The reality is you're dealing with the public in most positions, at least somewhat. If you like that, it's probably a good fit. If you yeah. don't, if you really just want to introvert, maybe there's some departments that work for you where you can, uh, you know, stay behind the scenes and, and really not have to deal with the public. But I think most library positions, they are going to have that, the people component. And so it's not always just working on projects. It is working with people. So one question I knew that I wanted to ask you, Meredith, when I decided to have you on the podcast and you so graciously said yes, is you got to share at least one funny story or one just ridiculous library story. Because I know you have many, many, we could probably fill up an entire podcast if we really thought about it. But uh, do any yeah. come to mind with just like, uh, give me a, give me a library story. Okay. I mean, I, it's, it'd be really difficult to narrow it down, but I'll just, I know. I'll try to just say a couple. So like I said, you have really interesting people that come, that come to the library and some of them are a little crazier than others. Um, I remember one time we had this guy and he would just come in every day and ask out a different employee. Um, yep. I, and it was, it was really, he <laughs> was very consistent. And honestly, I don't even think I had the impression that he thought you were even going to say yes. I kind of think he just had nothing to do. That was and his routine. He, yeah, yep. he, he, would, he would just come in. Um, a couple of the employees kind of got fed up with it. So we ended up um, having him CT'd with the police from his criminal trespass. Um, but he, he did not give up. So he would start sneaking in. Um, on Valentine's Day, he actually put um, a card and a candy box through the drop-off so one oh of my, my coworkers came up to me and was like hey your your boyfriend um gave you a valentine through the book drop-off and I was like I don't think Jacob would do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um I looked at the card and I opened it and it did say Meredith but the card itself was just kind of addressed to the library in general and it said like no more Mr. Nice Guy because <laughs> he didn't like that he'd been criminal trespassed from the library oh my and I, I should add that this guy was like this least threatening person ever he was like this really skinny kind of nerdy guy and he was yeah. just he was just funny I mean there was nothing threatening about the norm Mr. Nice Guy note it was just this guy's so weird wow. and um eventually <laughs> I think they did arrest him at some point for something but he I mean he he didn't get like in prison he didn't really do anything bad he was just yeah. he was just a character <laughs> um yep. another dealing with one, the public folks yeah, <laughs> all right round really two do it um, and the library worked now. So at one point um, we had turtles in like a, an aquarium mm -hmm. and these two guys came in masked and stole the turtles. <laughs> they just stole them out of the aquarium. At one point, one of them had um, a coworker of mine. They, they grabbed her as like their hostage as the other guy got the turtles out um, and they let her go and they just ran out and the turtles, the turtles are never seen again. <laughs> and you know, just Those poor turtles. Things. Yeah, and the turtles were kidnapped. I mean, we get, we get strange people all the time the other day. The other day, some guy came in and wanted a book on mushrooms. And I said, what, what do you mean mushrooms? And he was like, oh, you know, psilocybin. And he was looking, he was trying to figure out psychedelic mushrooms. And I was yep. just like, yeah, we don't, we don't have a book on that, <laughs> you know, or, you know, and sometimes you also just get 
kind of heartwarming stories from one time this kid he was he was really young probably like seven he comes in and he says I, I want a book on how to make a rocket and I was just like okay so I you know I find him like a science experiment book and his mom is with him is like no you don't understand he wants he wants to make a rocket that will that will fly him into space <laughs> and I was like okay let me let me get right on that you know and I and I obviously didn't have a book on that but this kid was determined he was going to fly into space so you get all types of, of different people that you meet and some of them are funny and some of them are ridiculous I mean people call and ask the most ridiculous questions the other day um one time this woman called yes. me and she was older. I think part of it is older people think the library is like what we think of as Google. And so they'll just call you and say, I need to know this. And they just think, that you know, everything. So this one woman said, hey, I had this weird ice cream from Kroger. And I, I think I might have that listeria. Can you tell me what the symptoms are of that? And so I was just like, okay. So I Googled the symptoms of listeria and read them off to her. Oh um, so, I mean, you just get, you just get really strange people. Yeah. No, I love, I love those stories. Honestly, if we ever did another podcast, it would just be fun to do like 30 minutes of library stories. Cause I have a couple, but not nearly as many as you do. It just seems like every other week there's something hilarious that's happened. Oh, yeah. So People that's part of the, that's part of the variety that you get at the library. So it's not always boring. You do get, uh, amazing anecdotes to tell to your friends. So that's oh, yeah, fun. yeah, it's part of the charm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, Meredith, I just have like one last question and I think we're all good. And that's basically what would a next step be? Do you have any resources for somebody who wants to work in a library that you can think of to be like, yeah, I know we mentioned trying to get a part-time job is the best next step. But is there anywhere else, any website or book or um, just general advice that you can think of that would be like, yeah, this would be the next step for somebody who wants to work in a library or wants to pursue that? And if you can't think of anything, that's okay. That's really okay. It's like maybe the part-time job is, is the thing. Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, I could, you know, there's a couple like, you know, Facebook groups of marketing of like library employees, but I, geez, that wouldn't matter. So um, what you're telling me is that there's not a secret database that they pull you from that you have to be a part of. There's not like a secret fast track to get a job. It really is just apply, meet the people as best you can and try to talk to them and, and see if, if there's openings, internships, or uh, even I think volunteer work. We didn't really mention that either. I know that there when I worked in a library, there were a couple people that volunteered that ended up then becoming part-time workers. And presumably if they had wanted to, eventually they could have been become full-time. But I think uh, going into a library and asking, hey, do you have any opportunities for adult volunteers or for kid volunteers? Yeah, that's a really that, good point. I mean, we, yeah. a lot of libraries haven't had it since COVID. You know, like kind it's of true. It's changed. Kind of stopped, I almost kind of forgot about volunteers. But yes, yeah, yeah, the libraries do have volunteers a lot. That is true. That is a really good way to do it. I, I've known of a few people who started out as volunteers and ended up getting hired. But definitely, if you're looking for a job at a library, know that every single city has like an open jobs page. And so a really good thing to do would just be to look at all the cities that are around you and just look up Dallas open positions or Fort Worth open positions or, you know, wherever you live, just look up the city and then the open positions page and they're going to have like a library department and you can look at if they have anything open. That's, that's what I did. I mean, a lot and just to find out what's open. And I've done the same thing. It is pretty standard. You find most city websites, even if their layout is a little bit different, they are required to publicly post 
job openings when those are available. And so then you get to see them. And so, yeah, Google the cities that are around you that you'd be willing to work in and check and see if they have an open positions page or, you know, job opportunities page. Usually they'll show that and they'll probably show a compensation range as well, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Private sector doesn't really do that anymore for most jobs, which is can be a little bit frustrating when you're job searching. So one of the benefits of working for city government, you get to have transparent pay. So that's nice. Yes. Awesome. Meredith, thank you again so much for doing this podcast. I am, I'm hopeful that we can continue on and uh, interview some more people soon. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the What's That Job Like podcast. Two quick things. One, please subscribe and review the show. It takes less than a minute and it does a ton to help. Two, I would love your feedback. Is there a certain career you want to hear from, a question you'd like me to ask my guests, or anything else? Let me know. My email is jameson at whatsthatjoblike.com. Again, that's J-A-M-E-S-O-N at whatsthatjoblike.com. That is also where you can email me if you are interested in being a guest on my show. I am rapidly trying to get hundreds of interviews because I think that's how this whole project will come together and help as many people as possible. So again, please subscribe and I'll catch you next time.